the theme of the book of Proverbs is really that God's wisdom works. God's wisdom works. And if we have the courage to trust God at his word and to trust his wisdom, we will find indeed that life works better. Now, I've got a little illustration that I want to start off today. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs 1. If you don't, that's okay. We've got the uh, text is up here on the screen. There's a message outline. I'm going to pass out some fortune cookies here. Roy? It won't cost you a fortune. How about my wife? I want you to open those up. Open those up. You don't have to eat the cookie. Now, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I can tell you one thing. The message that you're going to read in there is something that you would like to hear. (laughs) Because there are people who are making money off of these fortune cookies, and it is in their best interest to uh, have you enjoy what you read. Read a couple of them. Steve, what do you got? You will prosper. Boy. <laughs> Tammy, what do you have? Positive attitude will bring desired results. Tim, what do you have? Oh, you're eating the cookie. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. You're getting there. Roy, what do you have? Yeah, that's all right. Your mind is quick and your memory is good. What'd you say? <laughs> you, you don't think so. All right, Tim, what you got? Okay, good. All pretty upbeat, positive, general, non-applicable messages, right? There's no lucky lottery, sorry. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, but that that's not wisdom. That's not wisdom. It's like going to the doctor with a fever and aches and pains and the doctor saying, "You will have good fortune." Go. <laughs> or in an airplane, the engine's on fire, the pilot comes on and says, "We hope you've enjoyed your flight. We're going to have a Great landing. You're going, no, I need to know what's going on, and I need to know why it's going on. And I'd also like to have a remedy to the problem. That's wisdom. And that's what God's word here in the book of Proverbs is all about. Everlasting wisdom for everyday life. This is what wisdom is. Wisdom is the ability to see life from God's perspective. To see life from God's perspective. This is such a great need in our world today. Such a need, which is what drove the author of this book, Solomon, to write these Proverbs down for you and for me. So unlike a fortune cookie, these are not just nice sayings. This is the inspired word of God. And it is rooted in God's word and rooted in God's heart. And it comes from God to you and me. And it has meaning and power and substance. It's not just nice little sayings. Stitching time saves nine. Haste makes waste. 
Sometimes we read the Proverbs like that. This is God's word to you and me. This is the ability to see life from God's perspective. Now, let me give you a little bit of background information as we begin this message series. Let's talk, first of all, about the author of the book of Proverbs. The author is Solomon. Solomon. Literally, the wisest man the world has ever known. The wisest man in human history. He was a king. He was a leader. He was an architect. He was an artist. He wrote literature. He wrote poetry. He wrote songs. He was wealthier than any person has ever been in history, even by today's standards. Now, you know the story of Solomon. In 1 Kings chapter 3, God is so pleased with Solomon that he says to Solomon, Solomon, ask for whatever you want and I will give it to you. Solomon's response was not wealth, was not fame, was not power. Solomon's response was that he would have a discerning heart and be able to judge right from wrong. And God granted it to him. And so this collection of proverbs and sayings is really a response of God to Solomon in becoming wise, in having a discerning heart to know right from wrong, to have sound judgment in our lives. And God has provided it to us through his word. Solomon indeed became wise. And I want to read to you from 1 Kings chapter 4 now a little bit about Solomon. It's just kind of a summary passage. It's not included in the, in the, the notes here today. And it's not up on the screen. But let me give it to you anyway. 1 Kings chapter 4, in response to what Solomon had asked for, God granted. And then it describes here Solomon's wisdom, beginning in verse 29 of 1 Kings 4. It says, God gave Solomon wisdom and, and very great insight and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the men of the east and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. In other words, greater than all the known world at that time, to the east and to the south. Greater than all the wisdom. And his fame spread to all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005. He described plant life from the cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of walls. He also taught about animals and birds, reptiles and fish. Men of all nations came to listen to Solomon's wisdom sent by all the kings of the world who had heard of his wisdom. And we're going to talk here as we conclude the message today about why Solomon had gained such wisdom. Yes, it was the gift of God, but there are other reasons. The book of Proverbs is a collection of his sayings inspired by God himself. The book of Proverbs is part of the wisdom books in the Old Testament. The wisdom books include Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, some, many of the Psalms, and the book of Job, and of course here, the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs focuses on people and behavior. And by that, it gives us an understanding of what wisdom really is. Wisdom is not theoretical. It's not abstract. It's not just conceptual. Wisdom is not related to your intelligence, to your IQ. Wisdom is not even about knowledge and information. For we know many people have knowledge, are well-informed, but they lack wisdom and the ability to apply it. Wisdom exists when a person thinks and acts, thinks 
and acts according to the truth. So let's look here in Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to look at some key verses. Beginning in verse 1. It says this, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. And then it describes the purpose of the entire book. So if you're careful here as you read this, you understand that that Solomon is laying out the purpose for the entire book, verses 1 through 4, for attaining wisdom and discipline. That's why these were written. Not for knowledge, but for wisdom, the application of knowledge. And for the discipline to apply that knowledge. For attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair. That's what prudence is. Being prudent, as the writer explains here, is doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the young. This is the purpose. Now here's the encouragement to follow this wisdom. Verse 5. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Well, I thought they were wise. Why do they need to add to their learning? Wise people know they always need to learn. Wise people know they don't have all the knowledge. They always need to learn. And let the discerning get guidance. Again, those who are discerning need more guidance. Verse 6. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. Now the word proverb comes from a Hebrew word that literally means to resemble, to be like, or to represent. So the collection of sayings here in the Old Testament book of Proverbs are figurative ways of explaining truth. They are to be generally applied in our lives. You have to be careful. Because some people think that Proverbs are promises, guarantees from God, warranties from Him, formulas that if you do this, then this will happen. The truth about the Proverbs is that they are general statements of truth that as you incorporate this wisdom into your life, these things do normally come about. Of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. Proverbs talk about a lazy man comes to ruin. Some of you know lazy people who somehow have gotten rich, (laughs) who have fell into it. But what is the general rule of life? Those who work hard tend to provide for themselves. So these are general statements to be applied and incorporated into our lives. It focuses on people and behavior. Let's read on here. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise... And then verse 7, he bottom lines it for us. We're going to come back to this at the end. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Solomon says this again in chapter 9. He says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Let's skip down now to verse 20. Verse 20 says, Wisdom calls about in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. So now, here begins the figurative language. 
Solomon is now personifying wisdom in the form of a woman. And those of you ladies saying, "Uh uh-huh, that's right. Well, yeah. What's the point here? Not that all women are wise. The point here is that just as we are to revere and to honor and to set apart women, wisdom should be treated with such care. That wisdom is beautiful. That wisdom is to be honored as well. So he says, wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. At the head of the noisy streets, she cry out. As life is going on, as busyness is setting in, in the gateways of the city, she makes her speech. So wisdom here is walking down the busy streets, crying out for anyone to listen. In the middle of the pace of life, wisdom is saying, oh, would someone listen? Oh, would someone turn their ear toward me? Verse 22, how long will you simple ones love your simple ways? Here's three actual rhetorical questions. How long will you simple ones love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Now, let's stop here for a moment because throughout the rest of the series, we're going to talk about these three subjects that are mentioned here in verse 22. If you cut across the whole book of Proverbs, you will see that there are three, really four subjects. There is the wise person, but then there are three other people that are talked about throughout the Proverbs. And they are listed right here in this one verse. The first person talked about throughout the whole book of Proverbs is the simple person. The simple person. That's the person who is naive. The second person talked about throughout the book of Proverbs is the fool. And the third person is the mocker or the scoffer. Now, it's very interesting to read through the Proverbs and you see different instructions to, different, to these different subjects. And you see different consequences of the actions of these subjects. So the simple, the naive, is the person who says, well, I don't know. And these are the unlearned. These are the people who have not heard the wisdom. These are the people who lack experience. They are naive. These are the simple, and they are talked about throughout the book of Proverbs. The second person is the fool. The fool doesn't say, I don't know, because the fool has heard. The fool says, I don't care. (laughs) I know what is right. I have heard wisdom, but you know what? Preacher, I don't care. I'm going to take my risk. The book of Proverbs calls that person a fool. And the third person is the mocker. The mocker does not say, I don't know. The mocker does not say, I don't care. The mocker says this. The mocker says, I don't agree. I don't buy it. I don't buy what you're peddling. And some of you may be in the room today. You might be a mocker, and you're you're, you're sitting here all skeptical and critical. You're saying, listen, preacher, I know you've got your nice little faith thing here and you've got these Proverbs and you've got all this stuff here, but I don't buy it. It's people like you that are ruining the world. (laughs) It's preachers. It's those Bible-thumping evangelical Christians that are ruining everything. 
and they've got their speeches made out. Well, guess what? God addresses you. God's got you in mind as well. And he calls them in the book of Proverbs mockers or scoffers. Now, next week, we're going to go in detail about these three people. We're going to talk about what each of them face and what their consequences are for not heeding the wisdom of God. But let's rewind the tape a little bit, and this is where we're going to end up for today, just by way of introduction. Verse 7. Go back to verse 7. Here's the capstone verse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Say that with me, will you? Say it out loud along with me. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. That's the memory verse that's there in your program. I hope that you will memorize that verse. I hope that you will memorize that verse. That's the theme of the book of Proverbs. Now, this is what I want to say about that. Because although this book is full of such practical wisdom, and I can't wait for us to actually look at these particular verses and some of the wisdom, and you're going to read it, and you're going to go, whoa, that is so true. And by the way, I want to encourage all of us as a church, for the next 31 days, there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, for the next month, beginning tomorrow, I would like to ask you, along with me, to read one chapter of Proverbs per day for the next 31 days. And you will have read in one month the whole book of Proverbs. And you're going to come back and you're going to be informed. We're going to have some discussions about some of this stuff. You're going to be amazed at the wisdom. But before we get there, Solomon, even at the beginning of all this wisdom, wants to make a point that is very, very important. He says, listen, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now, fear in this context does not mean cowering before God, although there are times when that is appropriate and there are times in Scripture when that is described. The fear referred to here simply means this. It means recognition and reverence that leads to submission. A person that recognizes that there is a God in heaven person that recognizes that there is a God and that I am not him, what is the natural response to that? When the full awareness of that truth comes upon a person, the natural response is to revere and to submit to that God in heaven. So here's the wisest man in the world, the wisest man in the world, But I want to say to you, and the scripture is very honest about him and his life, the wisest man in the world was not always wise. The wisest man in the world before writing many of these Proverbs had many, many experiences where he rejected the wisdom of God, where he used all his wealth and all his power to explore every extreme of human experience, every extreme imaginable, where he indulged every desire, where he satisfied every appetite, and he did so in every single conceivable way. The book of Ecclesiastes shares this with us. Solomon's journey 
And so we have here in the book of Proverbs a guy who has been there and come back. A guy who not only has been granted by God wisdom in a divine sense, but also has had the experiences to warrant that wisdom. And so here, this guy who has explored every passion, who has sought every ounce of knowledge, who has indulged every physical desire, here is a guy who says at the end of the day, when he sat down and he summarized it, he said this, it's all vanity. All that is vanity. All that is a waste of time. And it's almost as if God gave us Solomon to say there's someone who's traveled that road. You don't need to go there. Now, you choose to go there. You pay the consequences of going there. But I'm providing you through the divine inspired word of God an example of someone who has been there, paid the money, got the t-shirt, and came back. And when coming back, said that all of that was vanity. All of it was a waste of time. That all of life, listen to this, that all of life outside the context of recognition and submission to the God who's behind it all, that all of life outside of that context is invaluable, is not worthwhile. The beginning of wisdom, listen, this is really important. The beginning of wisdom is not about what? It's not about what you know. We've known many people who've known the Bible inside and out, who could quote theology, who did this, did that, carried great big Bibles, preached, who didn't have an ounce of common sense, who went and ruined their lives, their marriages, their families, their churches. Many of you in your mind right now can think of someone that you respected, that you admired, who knew God's word inside and out, but they rejected its wisdom. Wisdom is not about knowledge. The beginning of wisdom is not about what you know. Solomon said, after all this wisdom that he got, Solomon said, it's about who you know. It's about the fear of God. It's about revering and submitting to the God who's behind it all, the God who brings understanding and reason, who puts the pieces of wisdom together and tailors it specifically for your life and for mine, the God who loves you so much so that he would give you this. That's the God that we should fear. During the break, um, I was able to do some things that I needed to get done. And one of those things was to go to the doctor for a checkup. And so I went to the doctor, and he said to me, hey, you're 47 years old. He said, has you ever had an EKG? I said, no, I've never had one of those. He said, well, we're going to do one today. So they hook all this stuff up to me, lay me down on the table, and I'm thinking it's going to take about an hour. It took 30 seconds. And so they have all these uh, things hooked up. What are those called? Leads. Thank you. Somebody said wires. I know they're wires, but leads. That's right. 
they have the, and out comes this output, this chart that's printed. This doctor sits me down and he says, hey, listen, listen look at this. Here's, here's the waves of your heartbeat right here. And he says, this is the Q wave, this is the P wave, this is the R wave, this is the S wave. And he says, this is the way it should look and it shouldn't quite go that high. And then he goes over here and he goes to a part of the page. He says, these are a couple of abnormal rhythms. He said, it's probably nothing, but I want you to go ahead and get a stress test. And I'm thinking to myself, a stress test? Are you going to put me in a room with a bunch of screaming kids? Or <laughs> put me in a room where they're playing ABBA all day long? Or what? What's the deal? It's heart, they put your heart under stress. So I go for the stress test and nothing's wrong. And I, I was thinking about that experience and I thought to myself, that kind of wisdom that that doctor had, and don't you appreciate a doctor who sits down and explains things to you? That kind of wisdom is invaluable. Now, he could have handed me the chart and said, here, go. <laughs> Figure it out. He didn't just provide me information. He provided me a person who could discern and apply the information particularly to me. That's what I needed, and that kind of wisdom is wonderful. And folks, listen, that's the kind of wisdom that we get here in God's Word for you and for me. Wisdom that is tailor-made for your life. Wisdom that in light of your past experiences, in light of your present circumstances, and wisdom as the destinations theme is going to talk about, wisdom in light of the things that you want to accomplish in the future and where you want to be in the future, wisdom that will address all three of those parts of our lives, tailor-made for you and for me. And I just tell you, it gets me excited to think about that kind of wisdom. So we come to a God and say, God, I may not have all the information. I don't have all the wisdom. But God, I'm going to revere and recognize and submit to you. God, yes, 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 yes. Now, what's the question? I'm saying yes to you. May that be our approach as we look at God's Word for these next few weeks. In spite of the information, my encouragement to you is much deeper than learning some nice little sayings. My encouragement to you is to understand that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And for you, first and foremost, to place your trust in the God who not only provides the wisdom, not only provides the chart, but provides for you and me the ability to apply it to our lives. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. Let's pray together.